In fact, Cameron, Sophie told me she loved you so much that she wanted to give you a big hug and a kiss after class. Oh, 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 oh one day she thought that I was a, that I was a good cousin. And Pardon me? She, she does. She thinks you're a fabulous cousin. Okay, Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Yes. Romans. Corinthians. Which ones? First and second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Galatians. Ephesians. Philippians. Colossians. First and second Mm-hmm. Titus. Philemon. Hebrews. John. Hmm. His brother. James. Yes. The boss of the apostles. Boss of the apostles. Denied Jesus. What's his name? A rooster crowed after he denied Jesus. Seth? Peter. Peter, yep. Yep. Jude. Revelation. Good. Mark. John. Acts. Romans. Ephesians. Mm. No. Acts, Romans. For a second. Mm hmm. Corinthians. Mm hmm. Ephesians. I can't hear you. What did you just say? Correct, that's right. Philippians. Colossians. First Second Thessalonians. First and Second oh. Timothy. Titus. Hebrews. Mm-hmm. First and Second John? Nope. Oh. Before though. Dude? Nope. Before two before that. You're going the wrong direction. You're going forward. You need the chief of the apostles denied our Lord. Oh, first second, uh, Peter? Yes, first, second, third, John. Uh, J. Joe, dude. Mm hmm. Um, Last book of the Bible. The blank of St. John. Starts with an R. The Revelation? Yes, Revelation. Okay. Now. Uh, Emma and Luke, what we do in my class is now we go through all of the books as quickly as possible. And if you, if you take too much time to think, then it skips and it goes to the next person. Yeah, I was going to ask if we could do that. I was like, yes, yeah. of course we're going to do that. So uh, I know this is not how you do it in your class. So if you have trouble thinking this quickly, that's okay. Uh, don't worry about it. But if you can keep up, you get extra brownie points in my book. Okay, ready? Brownie Pardon me? Brownie, brownie points. Mm -hmm. Matthew. Mark. Luke. Acts. First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Romans. Galatians. Romans. Wait. Let's start over. Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Acts. Yes. First Corinthians. Galatians. Ephesians. Colossians. First and second. 
For for second Thessalonians. First Saint Timothy. Uh, John. James? Yes, uh, first, second Peter. First, second, third John. Jude? Revelation? Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go Matthew. Mark. Luke. John. Romans. No! Romans. Romans. Mm-hmm. Romans. Yep, Galatians. Ephesians. What, what, what yep. First Timothy. Philemon. Hebrews. James. First Second Peter. First Second Mark. Nope. First Second Third John. Jude. Revelation. Yeah. All right. I, I, I just guess on that one because I'm First Second Third John. Yeah. How can you guess on that? I mean, I get. I have guess. I don't understand. Okay, catechism. It's a review today. 7, 8, 9, and 10. But which ones in my class did I say we were going to focus on? 8, 9, and 10. 10, because I... I know 10 pretty good. All right, what is the ninth commandment? We'll say, just say it together. What is the ninth commandment? You shall not... your neighbor's house. Yes, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take yeah, to get our neighbors' inheritance or or house, or get it in a way yes, but we help and help and be of service to him in keeping it. Subpar, subpar. Again, what is the ninth commandment? Yes. What is the tenth commandment? It's. What is the tenth? Commandment? Oh, I thought you said. What does it mean? I sure did not. What is the tenth commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Man servant, maid servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not enticed. Mm-hmm. Or uh-huh. or turn them against him. Turn them against him. But urge them to stay in their duty. Good. What is the seventh commandment? You shall not steal. You shall not steal. What is the eighth commandment? You shall shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Yes. I'm just asking you what the commandments are. All of you should know what the commandments are. You are, my class, you are fifth and sixth graders. You ought to already know what the Ten Commandments are. I'm not asking you what they mean. I'm just asking you what the commandments are. What is the Seventh Commandment? You shall not steal. What is the Eighth Commandment? You shall not What is the Ninth Commandment? You shall not What is the Tenth Commandment? You shall His man servant, his mm-hmm. servant, his ox or donkey, 
or yes what does the ninth commandment mean we should fear and love God scheme what does it mean to scheme mm-hmm yeah like to plan wickedly like the the wicked the bad guy in the movie has a scheme okay we do not scheme to get our neighbors inheritance or yes or get it that only appears right but help and be of service in yes I mean, I mean the, the, the word doesn't mean it's kind of hard. What? The, the, the word doesn't mean it can't get mixed up on other commandments. Uh, okay. Next week is the close of the commandments. You should still review these other parts of the commandments because when we get to the end of the close, there's a review on all of the commandments. We're going to go through all of them again. So your, uh, your uh, memory work, your catechism work for next time is the close of the commandments. The first part. What does God say about all these commandments? He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. That's all from Exodus. Uh, that's what you have for next time. Any questions? Ten minutes a day. You can, do, you can review all of your terms and all of your catechism in ten minutes a day or less. And if you do that every day, ten minutes a day, I promise you it will show. Yes, Cameron? I, I still uh, understand. Can you do like 15 minutes? Say like, <laughs> you can do, Cameron, you can do as many minutes as you would like. What I'm saying is you should be doing at least 10 minutes yeah, a day. Yeah, because like if you're really in, in, in the mood to study. You and think about all of the other homework that you have to do. All of it School takes more itself. than 10 minutes. This is, the, this is the lowest amount of time for any of your other things. But it's also more important. Now, term quiz. Get your papers are back there. Mason, can you get paper? Everybody who needs a paper, raise your hand. Oh, everybody needs a paper. Can you just get one for everyone? Thanks, Mason. We don't have enough. Oh, yes. Sure, you do. Six? Sorry, Mason. Forgot that was there. Okay. Carolyn's class, she didn't give me terms, so I don't know what you were supposed to have studied. So oh, uh, I know what. For How do you know what they were supposed to study in Carolyn's class? No, I, I thought we were studying the, the same words. Well, oh, I, I know all of them. I thought we were studying the same words. Well, you're supposed to study all of the words, oh, great. Cameron. Yeah. You're supposed to study all the words. Okay. You all get the new words together. Um, yes, Luke? I actually have... Oh, well, 
You're, that's, uh, you were very, very prepared, Luke. What I was going to say is I don't know what terms she gave you, and I already prepped all of this without knowing. But I will give you a hint. The, all of the terms today are titles. Oh, gosh. Titles given to a person or to a job. They are all titles. I don't really have them because like, like uh, You might not know some of the new ones, but I, I definitely can guarantee you that you know probably the majority of these. Like, Sophie. If you mean by job, like priest? What I mean is that it's a title. That is exactly what I mean. All right. Number one. Ministers in the New Testament who preached as missionaries throughout the world. This term means gospel preacher and is also used as a title of the four authors of the Gospels. What do you call somebody who wrote a gospel? Number two, the title of the priest who presided over the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin was the high Jewish court. The, the high council. The title of the priest who presided, which means the person who was in charge of person who was in charge of the Sanhedrin. And I will also give you a bonus point if you can give me the name of that person who presided. Specifically the name of the one who presided at the time of Jesus. Number three. The men who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection, chosen and sent out by Jesus to speak his word on his behalf in the world. The church is founded upon the word of these men. Number two, uh, excuse me, number four. A faithful woman, often the widow or the wife of a prophet who devoted herself to prayer, to fasting, and to the word of God. And she spent her time in the tabernacle or in the temple serving the Lord. And I will give you a bonus point if you can give me the name of one of these kinds of people. The name of one of these faithful women. There are many of them. All I need you to do is give me the name of one. Faithful woman, often the widow or wife of a prophet. I don't give you clues, but if I did give you clues, I would certainly guess that that would be one. 
And lastly, number five, men who intercede for sinners to God and who bestow his blessings. It was these men who officiated in the tabernacle and they're the ones that offered prayers and made sacrifices on behalf of the people. Oh, no. Quick, take this one. When did it break? No, I mean, at what term did it break? Do you need me to read those last two again? Okay. Number four. A faithful woman often the widow or the wife of a prophet who devoted herself to prayer, to fasting, and to the word of God. And this kind of a woman spent most of her time in the tabernacle or in the temple serving the Lord. What is the title? What would you call a woman like that? And you get a bonus point if you can give me the name of a woman who did that. And number five, Luke, was men who intercede. Do you know what interceding is? It's going in between. Going in between two people and speaking on behalf of. Men who intercede for sinners to God and who bestow God's blessings. These are the men who officiated in the tabernacle and the temple, who said prayers on behalf of the people, and who made the sacrifices. That's the big one. The name of the group of men who made sacrifices. And you know what? I'll give you a bonus point if you can give me the name of one of those people. Because I'm feeling generous with points tonight. All right. You need me to repeat, Cameron. You need me to repeat number two. Number two, the title of the priest who presided over the Sanhedrin. The title given to the priest who was in charge of the high court of the Jews. Also, if you're really paying attention, there are clues in this one about other terms. The title of the priest who presided over the Sanhedrin. I need his title. What would you call that priest? And you, if you give me the name of the specific man who had that position in the time of Jesus, it's worth a bonus point. Sophie, which one do you need me to repeat? Uh, 
Oh, you needed two? Yeah. Anybody else need me to repeat? Emma. Can you repeat one and three? One and three? Yes, number one. Um, this term, this name, this title means gospel preacher. And it is a title given to the four men who wrote the Gospels. The, the title of somebody who wrote a Gospel. And number three is... The men... <clears throat> And I'll give you a hint. The 12 men who were eyewitnesses of Jesus' resurrection, chosen and sent out by him to speak his word on his behalf in the world. What is the title that is given to those 12? And it is a title different than all of the other people that followed Jesus. Special only to those. Okay. Sophie, what is number one? Excuse me? No. Do you have number one? Evangelists. Evangelists, yes. Epistles are not the people who wrote the Gospels. Epistles are letters. Evangelists. Remember that evangel, anytime you see evangel, it means that it's something to do with the Gospel. Evangelism is telling the gospel to people. An evangelist, in the historic sense, means somebody who wrote one of the evangels or the gospels. Uh, number two, Mason. Pardon me? Uh, Seth? High priest, yeah, the high priest. Uh, and can you, do you also have the name? Yes, Caiaphas. Caiaphas, that is correct. If you had Caiaphas, then you get a point. Anybody who had Caiaphas. I don't care how you spelled it. If I can look at it and see that it somehow means Caiaphas, you'll, you get your bonus point. All this is on the honor system too, so. Um, all right. Luke, do you have number three? Disciples? Not disciples. That's why I was trying to get you. A disciple is anybody who follows Jesus. But there are 12 special ones, and they are called what, Emma? What are the 12 called? Did you write something down? I wrote disciples. Oh, you wrote disciples. Cameron? Uh, I, I didn't get it either. Well, now is your chance to, to get redemption. What would you call the 12 special chosen ones? Fish of uh, That's what Jesus calls them, but that's not the term, Sophie. Mm -hmm. Mason? Luke? Seth? Apostles. Apostles. The 12 apostles. And if you, if you really want to be technical, there are actually 13 apostles. 
I'll give you a bonus point right now if you can tell me who the 13th apostle is. Judas? No. Judas is kicked out and they get somebody to replace Judas. Bonus point to the person who can tell me, only one bonus point to the first person who can tell me who replaces Judas. You have five seconds to give me an answer. Nope. Matthias. Elijah. <laughs> uh, that was good. No, it's Matthias, and then Matthias is the twelfth, and then there's one other person that becomes an apostle. Do you know who that might be? Paul. Paul becomes an apostle. He's the thirteenth. Uh, okay, good. Number four. Seth. Oh, prophetess. Prophetess, yes. I, uh, I put Anna for like the... the uh, okay, <laughs> the, the Anna is the name of a prophetess, so you get a bonus point. So I like, God got the bonus point? Yes. Mm. Of any faithful woman, <clears throat> any faithful woman who is, uh, who is a widow or the wife of a prophet, she is not the prophet, she is the prophetess who is devoted to prayer, fasting, and the word of God, and who spends her time in the tabernacle or the temple serving the Lord. That is a prophetess. Does anybody else have a... Did anyone else write down a, a name for a prophetess? Anna. Um, did anyone write down a name other than Anna? If you wrote down Anna, that's correct. If you wrote down another name... I didn't write down one, but isn't Deborah or Deborah? Yes, that's the other really big name. Deborah. I'm not giving you another point for that. I'll just give you brownie points. Uh, okay. And lastly, number five, Emma. Do you have number five? Priest? Correct. Priests. Yes. And do you know a name of one of the priests? Could be from the Old Testament or the New Testament. Any name of any priest. Cameron? Uh, Zechariah? Zechariah! Does any... Yes? Uh, Melchizedek. Melchizedek! Hey, good. Good. Anybody else have a name of a... Who did, what did you... James is not a priest. No. Can you think of any... I'll give you a point right now if you can think of one, Sophie. One that is not Melchizedek or Zechariah. I'll give everybody a chance. Who did not write down a name? I will give each of you one chance right now to think of another name of a, a priest. Can you think of one? You have to give it to me. Five seconds. John? Nope. Can you think of a priest? Oh, sorry. Mason, I skipped you. James? Nope. You can th it can be Old Testament ones too, like Melchizedek. Five seconds. Have an answer? Okay. Emma? Seth already has one. Answer? 
Who's the most famous priest? Uh, nope, not David. Nope, not Zechariah. The most, uh, the most famous priest is Aaron. All of the other priests come from Aaron. He's the first one. And Aaron has two boys that are also priests named Nadab and Abihu. And they are a naughty boys. Okay. How did you do, Sophie? With the bonus points? I was so generous with those. Seth? Cameron? Uh, three out of five. Mason? Uh, three. Okay, I'm going to record Luke. How many did you get? Two. Okay, and Emma? Three? Okay. I'll just tell Carolyn. I don't think Carolyn keeps your scores, does she? She's not as hardcore as I am. All right. Oh boy, that took a long time. We got to scoot, kids, to John chapter 12. What? Why would I lie? I don't know. I've never told a lie. I've never told a lie in my entire life. And that's funny. Why? Because that's a lie. Wait, John 12? John chapter 12, yes. No, I wouldn't lie about a midweek movie night. We'll have a midweek movie night. Where will it be? At the Parsonage. What the heck is a Parsonage? That's my house. Because it's not my house, it's the church's house that the church lets me live in. And that's called the parsonage. The only concern I have Your concern about being invited to Pastor's house to watch a movie? Yes, and I make popcorn on the stove. I make good popcorn. Oh, uh, make it that the, the nice yellow golden color for the steam coming off it. I have the chem- I used to work at a movie theater, and I have the special chemical that they put in the movie theater popcorn. Let's go. Yes. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you going to make it with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Emma. Uh, oh, in the Bible. <laughs> John chapter 12. I was about to say, at the parsonage, Emma, weren't you listening? (laughs) John chapter 12, starting at verse 1. We will go clockwise. So, yeah. Sorry, Sophie? Yes, this way. John chapter 12, Sophie. Then, six days before the Passover... Jesus came to Bethany. How many days before the Passover? Six. Six. And that means that the Passover would be the... Um, You're fine, Kim. What's the... What number? Six days before the Passover, which means the Passover is the... Seventh day. What's important about the seventh day? God rested from making all creation? Yes, God rested. Seven is a number of Sabbath. Well, it's a Sabbath day. Yes, the seven is a Sabbath number, and seven is a number of completion. And what is, what is the thing that is complete about the Passover? 
What is the Passover? Um. Emma, what is the Passover? Are you shaking your head that you don't know? Set. I'm losing a life when uh, Jesus, if they didn't have lamb blood painted on the door. Yes. So the Passover in Egypt was when they killed the lamb and they put the blood of the lamb on their door and the angel of death, which is Jesus, passed over the doors that had blood. And now they celebrate that every year, or they did after, every year after they celebrated the Passover by eating the same food that they did then. Uh, So the Passover is a very important celebration, but it's very important for us when we read the Bible because who is the greatest Passover lamb? Jesus. Jesus. So when we talk about six days before the Passover, that means the Passover is on the seventh day and the Passover points to Jesus who is our Passover lamb. Uh, And then they go to Bethany and what happened at Bethany? Without reading ahead. This is just to test your memory. The town of Bethany. Cameron. Jesus, Jesus anointed there? <gasps> yes! Very good! We haven't gotten there yet, but that's, what's, that's what we're going to read just here. Jesus is anointed at Bethany. That's today. On this day when Jesus is coming to Bethany. But what happened a little while ago in Bethany? Who lives in Bethany? Uh, Lazarus? Mm-hmm. Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha. What did Jesus do in Bethany for his friend Lazarus? He raised him from the dead. Yes, so Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There, verse 2. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served and Lazarus was one of them one of those reclining reclining with him at table yeah or sitting with him at the table in the in those days they didn't sit at a table like this when you go to have supper you sit in your chair at your table and you eat on the table they would recline they would sort of they had little couches and they would eat sort of on little couches all around that's how they would eat well, sort of. They'd be lower to the floor, but there would be little... They'd sort of re- lean back. They'd lean back on little couches. So, like that. Yeah, sort of like your dad when the football game is on. You know, reclining on the couch. Your dad doesn't recline on the couch. My Never. Uh, your dad eats chocolate bars? No, I, I'm just saying it because it seems delicious. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so that's what it means when it, if your Bible says reclining at table. But it means that they're eating supper. And what is, uh, what is Lazarus? What does it mean that he is at the table with Jesus while Martha is serving? What do you think Jesus is doing? Yeah, but is he, are they playing a board game? What are they doing? Uh, they're uh, feasting? Not yet. You're getting closer. Praying? Not praying. What is Jesus also called? The son of man. 
Okay, yes. Think of other things people call him. Christ. Yes, think of something else. God. Okay. People call him Lord. People call him Master. Some people call him... Okay, yes, all of those are right. Some people call him teacher. What do you think Jesus is doing here? Teaching. Teaching, and Lazarus is listening to him teach. Then, verse 3. Then Mary took a pound, pound of very costly. 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 What, is, what does it mean if something is costly, Mason? Not, not that expensive. The opposite. Oh, very expensive. Yes, if, if something is costly, it means it is very expensive. So she took a pound of very costly oil. Uh, spikenard. St- spikenard. Naked. The anointed. Anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fra- fragrance. fragrance of the oil. Uh-huh. What is a fragrance? Like smell. Yeah, a smell. Uh, so, why? what is this oil of spikenard? Do you know anything about oil of spikenard? It's a very, very expensive oil. Uh, and it smells very sweet. And it was something that didn't, did not live in the land of Israel that traders had to bring in from someplace else. That's one reason why it was so expensive. And when you use oil of spikenard, because it was so hard to get and it was so expensive and it smelled so nice and sweet, it was something that was used for worship. So you would anoint someone with oil of spikenard as a sign of worship and praise. And we're not going to look there, but in the book of the Song of Solomon, oil of spikenard is also something that is a sign of love and devotion. So Mary, why do you think, knowing this about what the oil of spikenard is, why do you think she anoints the feet of Jesus? Why would she do that? It's very expensive oil and she just pours it right on his feet. Emma. Mm-hmm. Yes, so when she anoints Jesus' feet, it is a sign of her faith. She, is faith a big pompous thing? Does faith say, look at me and how great I am because I believe. Is that what faith does? No, no. what is faith? Humble. Correct, it is humble. That's why she anoints his feet. She gets down and she anoints his feet and she wipes him with her own hair. She is being humble but she is giving him worship with the the best that she has, the most precious thing she gives up to him. Uh, Now, what happens when she does this? But, verse 4, But Judas Iscariot Iscariot said, Why do you marry that? 
Yes, read verse 5 as well. Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii, denarii and given to the poor? Mm-hmm. 300 denarii is a lot of money. One denarii would be uh, what you would be paid for working the entire day. How much is that? Well, however much money you would make in one day. So if you think of your, your mom or your dad or whoever in your family goes to work and you think, well, they go to work and they make uh, $100 a day, we'll say that. I'm sure that that's, they make much more than that. But they make $100 a day when I go to work. Then a, a, one denarii would be that. So when you said, I'm going to go work and you work for the whole day, that's one denarii is what you get paid. And you can sell one tiny little bottle of that oil for 300. That's almost one full year's worth of salary. It would be like spending your parents spending all of the money they make in an entire year to buy one little jar of perfume. Seems like a waste. This is kind of stupid. Does seem that way, doesn't it? So Judas, and, and what happens with Judas? Who is this guy? Who is he? Who is Judas Iscariot? Is he the one who hates Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yes, he, be, he betrays Jesus. So this is the one who betrays Jesus. And it even says, Judas Iscariot... Simon's son, who would betray him? Now, mine has that. Yours maybe doesn't. And he is angry. Why does he say he is angry? What is his objection? Mason, why, what is his objection to that? It's all right there in verse 5. What is his objection? Why is he angry? Because they're giving this, this um, oil, central oil, to the poor. Not because they're giving the oil to the poor, but because she dumped it on Jesus' feet. And he said, you could have just given us the bottle of oil, and then we could have sold it, and then we would have had 300 denarii, we would have been rich, and then we could give the money to the poor. Why did you dump it all out? That was a waste. But, verse 6. Uh, he said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money back, he used to help him help himself to what what was put into it. Yes, so what's the real reason that he's upset? Seth? Like he, like he wasn't even going to give it to the poor. He's like, it was a thief. He Yeah, what does it mean that he was in charge of the money bag or the money box? Like he would just take it all? Uh, no, not exactly. If, this is a good example. Cameron... If, if I said that Cameron Bierman was in charge of the money box at church, yeah, I, I which he is, yes, what does that mean about Cameron? Sophie. He has to do what he's supposed to do. 
Yeah, but what's he supposed to do? Yes, yes, take the money box to the people who count the money. So you are in charge of that money box. Is the money inside there yours? No. No, it isn't. You just carry the box and hold on to it. So that's what Judas's job was. All of the money that the disciples had, Judas was in charge of that. And if they needed to say, well, we need to go buy some food, then Judas was the one that would say, okay, well, this is how much we have. This is what we can do. It wasn't his money, but he was a thief, which means that he would, he would take some of the money. And he's angry because the oil could have gotten a lot of money that he could have gotten for himself. And then that Mary just dumped on his feet. Right, that Mary just dumped on his feet. But what's better, selling the oil and getting money or having it be used by Mary in humility to worship Jesus and to confess her faith in him? The first one? The second. The first one, selling it to get the money? The second one. You little Judas. I thought it was. The second one. Yeah, what Mary did is a better use of the oil than selling it to get the money. Uh, But Jesus said, verse 7. Mm-hmm, yep. But Jesus said... Let her. Don't apologize, you're just fine. Alone. Burial. Mm-hmm. Yes. Four, Cameron. Yeah, for, for, for the poor you have with you, for the poor you have with you always, but me, you, you do not have always. Right. The poor you have with you always. For how long are you going to be able to take care of the poor? Uh, only for so much time. Pardon me? Uh, only for so much time. Like I can tell you. Can't. Well, what does Jesus say? For how long are you going to have the poor with you to take care of them? Always. There are always going to be people that are in need or poor that you can help. But how long does Jesus, do you have him in his body where he stands in front of you like the disciples? Not always. So Jesus tells Judas to be quiet and to stop complaining because what Mary did is more important than selling the oil and getting the money because it was an act of faith and devotion. He says that there will always be poor, and Christians should care for the poor, but the body and blood of the Lord is not always present. It's not everywhere. So wherever it is and whenever it is, that is what should be given the most reverence. That's why when you go to church, we have very expensive things that hold the body and blood of Jesus, the chalice, and the paten, those are made of real silver and gold. And the, even the tray that holds the individual cups is made of silver. All of the stuff up there is very expensive. Couldn't we have not bought those expensive things and then given all that money to the poor? Well, sure. But 
Jesus also says, wherever my body and blood is, that should be treated with respect. So we do. It's just like pouring oil on Jesus' feet. Now, I'm going to read the rest of this because we are, we are running out of time. A great many of the Jews knew that Jesus was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. Why do these people care about seeing Lazarus, Mason? Because he, he raised people from the dead. Well, because Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. So it, the, Lazarus is like a circus act now. Hey, this is the amazing Lazarus. He was dead and now he's raised from the dead. And everybody wants to see, well, what does this hey, Lazarus? How, hey, I want to see the Lazarus that was raised from the dead. So they come not only because of Jesus, but because they want to gawk at Lazarus. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Why do the chief priests plan to kill Lazarus? Cameron. Because you don't like him? Well, okay. It's not just that they don't like him. Sophie. They don't believe it. They don't believe what? That Lazarus was raised from the dead. Okay, they don't believe that Lazarus was raised from the dead. Sure, now that's getting closer to the answer. They don't believe that Lazarus was raised from the dead, but who does? Well, Jesus. Well, sure. Well, of course, Jesus does. Sophie. The Jews. The Jews, yeah, the people. Look at all the people who are excited to see Lazarus because they believe he was really raised from the dead. And if they really believe that, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, are they going to follow the chief priests or are they going to follow Jesus? Jesus? Jesus. So they want to put Lazarus to death so people stop hearing the story about how he was raised and following Jesus. Then the next day, a great multitude that had come to the feast... When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches uh, of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Uh, where does this song come from? Do you know? Yes. comes from the, the song. Uh, the Hosanna song that we sing. Uh... We, yes, we still sing this song. Do you know what it is called now? No, is it, is it Angus Day? Nope, not the. Agnus Day is how that's pronounced. Yeah, Agnus Day. That comes after. You're, so this song is one before the Agnus Day. Agnus Day is. Agnus means lamb, and Dei, D E I, Dei, means of God. Agnus Day, lamb of God. Uh, so that's, you know, that's that one. But this one is the Sanctus. Because Sanctus means holy. And we say holy, holy, holy. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus. This is called the Sanctus. Why do they, why do they say that Jesus is the King of Israel? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Why do they, why do they call him the king? Sophie. Because, um, well, he's God's son and he raised 
Okay, he's powerful. What do they think the king is going to do? Do they like the Romans? No. No, they don't. The Jews and the Romans do not get along. What do they think that this new king is going to do? With Rome? Yes, get them away from each other. They think that he's going to kick the Romans out. What they don't understand is that he is not a king who's going to rule like an earthly king. He is a spiritual king, which is much better. Uh, what does Hosanna mean? Do you know? Yes, uh, it, It's like at church it says in our book, uh, I think it means like glory to God in the highest. No. It says it. In it, a book at church. it means, Lord, save us. Lord, save us. Uh, okay. That's where we're going to stop. Here are your terms. You need to know. Holy Week. Why do you think you need to know Holy Week? What is the Sunday that starts Holy Week. What is the... What, do you know what is Holy Week? Do you know what Holy Week is? It's the most important week of the entire church year. It is the week before Easter. So that's the week that has Maundy Thursday and Good Friday and Holy Saturday and then... Easter Sunday. That's Holy Week, the week before Easter. What is that Sunday before Easter? Do you know? Hmm? Yes, Palm Sunday. That's why you need to know Holy Week, because Palm Sunday is the first Sunday of Holy Week. And right here, your next term is Palm Sunday or Palmarum. That means the day of palms. Then you need to know Hosanna which is a word that means save us now, comes from the Psalms. The Sanctus, Sanctus is what we sing in the liturgy, holy, holy, holy. And you need to know Jerusalem, which is the capital city, the most holy city of the Jews, where the temple is. Is that it? Yep, those are the terms. Right there to the bottom of the page. Any questions? Nope. Okay. Let's go pray. How does he shut up?